Welcome back to Footsteps in the Attic. I am so excited for today's guest because she is making her return to the show for the third time. And honestly, I feel very blessed to call her a friend, a dear friend. Um, She starred in such films as the classic Night of the Demons, Beverly Hills Bratz and Earth Angel. She's also appeared in such TV shows as Murder, She Wrote, Growing Pains, and as the wife of J.R. Ewing in one of the biggest television series of all time, Dallas, and she happens to be a badass roller skater, let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Please welcome back to the show the wonderful and beautiful Miss Kathy Podwell. Kathy, how are you doing? (laughs) I'm dying over the badass roller skater (laughs) comment. That is hysterical. For those of you who don't know, she really is, and she rocks it. I mean, you got oh, the moves. No, no, no. I am, that is, that's like, oh, I have so far to go. But, I mean, I can stand up. I can move a little in them. Yeah. You're being I, modest. No, 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 no. You don't no, just move a little. I, the thing <laughs> is, I follow all of these, like, fantastic huh. um dance roller skaters and choreographers and they're amazing and the things that these people can do on roller skates is mind-boggling so i thank you it is a (laughs) it is a step i mean i'm i'm at it you know the first level maybe but so thank you but um yeah i i have hopefully a lot of of room for improvement I'm still going to argue to the other side because if I did one of your maneuvers, I'd wind up in the ER. I've seen your videos and you're good, Kathy, so own it. Okay, thank you, Brian. I'll just say thank you. That's what my mother always said. Don't argue, just say thank you. There you are. Thank you. Go, Mom. Thank you, Brian. You are so welcome, Kathy. (laughs) In honor... Of your reappearance on the show, I actually rewatched Night of the Demons just the other night, and I have to tell you, it is such the quintessential 80s horror film, and it got me thinking, what do you think makes the perfect 80s horror film? Is it the big hair? Is it the the dialogue? Is it the music? Is it the editing? Like, What is it that just spells out, this is an iconic 80s movie? I actually think that Night of the Demons probably encapsulates all of it because mm-hmm. it has great music. It has an amazing um, opening. You know, that animated opening is, is amazing. The cheesy dialogue, the camp characters, <laughs> the, the absolute, you know, quintessential 80s characters. You've got the jock and you've, you know, the asshole jock excuse my french (laughs) you know goody two shoe girl the bad girls girls, (laughs) the bad boys the you know i mean everybody's pretty much the the sort of um the scaredy cat the um you know even the the brooklyn you know funny dude with the plastic oh yeah absolutely covers on the I mean, it's like everything, and <laughs> I think for that movie in particular, the most amazing thing is that it's before computer-generated yes. thing, and that it's all practical makeup um, is something to behold. I mean, if for no other reason you watch Night of the Demons, I think that is the that is absolutely like for me that's the standout is. Um, is the direction. I love Kevin Tenney's direction. I think some of the shots are, are incredible. And the the production art direction production. um, Also, I think it's pretty amazing, but yeah. And it's just so much fun. Oh yeah. yeah, It's fun. It's It's so much fun. It's fun. Um, And yeah. So I think it, it sort of, like I said, it sort of has all the things that make for, a classic 80s horror film. And I just want to throw this out there. I realized how well this movie would fit into the Evil Dead universe, and I know they are remaking those. So any producers out there, keep Kathy Podwell in mind because she would be amazing in an Evil Dead film. Just saying. 
Why, thank you for that plug. (laughs) And it's true. It's true. And, you know, I snuck onto IMDb and I saw that you have a lot of projects in the works right now. You want to talk about some of the things you're up to, Miss Kathy? Um, (laughs) I have the good fortune to know a few people who have some things going on that they've asked if I'd be interested. And I've uh, read some of these and I've said, absolutely, you know, keep me in the loop. And then all of a sudden it's in, you know, up on IMDb and in pre-production. And, Mm -hmm. and so I know a couple things that they're sort of far out or they're trying to find funding. So nothing concrete yet. The only one that, and I'm not really sure where it stands, but there's a, a television pilot called the secret that binds us. And I'm, um, I think the, we're having a cast and crew screening the end of the month. So I will know more next time we talk. Okay. Um, fair. And so that's already in the can. And the other things on there are, are things that are, you know, sort of yeah. far out. Yeah. No, I got you. Oh, Always humble, too. Look how humble you are. (laughs) So I have some questions for you because I put the word out that you were coming on. All of a sudden, my Gmail to the podcast blows up, and I get all these random questions for from various points in your career. So forgive me if this is sort of like a mishmash, and it combines Dallas and Night of the Demons and some of your TV stuff. And you may have answered one or two of these questions before, because this is your third appearance on the show, but everyone loves you, Kathy. So we're going to have to ask anyway. Thank you. <laughs> I can't believe you've got so many questions. I'm honored. Uh, the, fantastic. You're, see, again, you're humble. Hello, biggest television series ever. Classic film. I mean, films, uh, plural. You've done a lot of stuff, Kathy. <laughs> I know, but it was so long ago. But that—that's—I think that's more. It's not the amount; it's just the the time that's gone by, and yes. that it has anything has any relevance is like just super thrilling for me. So, fire away! Let oh. me hear these questions, and I hope I have answers. <laughs> just make it up if not. I um, <laughs> you're creative. Okay, so. Rhonda asks, did you ever get to perform with your grandfather, Lester? Rhonda, that's the sweetest question. No, I didn't. Um, no. Oh, that would be, that would be something out of a dream. That would be, I'm getting like, mm. just the idea of it makes me yeah. smile and sad and, and, um, No. So the answer is no, I did not. Um, but boy, that would have been that would have been something. I do have my grandmother did because um, my grandmother was an actress as well. Um, she sort of gave it up in I'd say her like forties, fifties. Um, but she did a one woman show that I have all of her monologues. It was a series of monologues, and she toured. Um, kind of, I think all over the country, various um, places around the country with these monologues, this one woman show. Um, and I, I think, God, that would be so cool to sort of revamp. Um, because some of the characters are a little dated. Um, but, uh, that would be the closest I would think to ever connecting with my grandparents on any sort of acting, you know, level. Yeah. Um, so, I love that though. Yeah. And for those of you, we were talking, I, I'm not the writer. My (laughs) grandmother was like this amazing writer. So I don't know. It's a monkey with her material. I just, but anyway, that's, that's sort of in the back of my mind. How, how fantastic that would be. I still think you're a writer, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) I'll keep pressuring you on that one. And by the way, for those of you unaware, her grandfather was in the iconic Groundhog Day with Bill Murray. So rewatch Bill Murray uh, Groundhog Day and you'll see Lester. Hilarious. Just, yes, to clarify, he's 
he's the old homeless man that when Bill Mermaid loops around every morning and steps into a puddle, um, that the old man begging for money is my grandfather. And Bill Murray saves him, tries to save him and resuscitate him at the end. And so it's pretty cool. And I love... I love as soon as you mention that, I get the instant picture so I can perfectly picture your grandfather from that scene. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Miss Lisa asks, did you ever get scared filming scenes in Night of the Demons? Miss Lisa, these questions are actually very fantastic. Um, (laughs) Really good question. I would say that the... I, no, I did not, in a nutshell, for the yeah. most part. It, the, the set was creepy. Um, our we, we shot in an old, old, old mansion that was due to be torn down in um, downtown Los Angeles. And the house itself was decrepit and creepy. And then... Um, you know where we where we shot was was staged and it was cool, um, but upstairs they put our dressing rooms for all the cast members in these empty rooms upstairs, and none of us wanted to go to our dressing room. So <laughs> we would we would go change, and then we would come down, and we had our like director's chairs with our names on it, but they always were outside the building, and we always sat in between or waiting for the next shot outside um but it was tricky you know because that's kind of like what you have to do in a horror film is be scared of something that a isn't there or b you know you know that the monster floating down the hall after you is really on roller skates which which is sort of a hilarious image (laughs) right you know um not so terrifying uh, Bringing the roller skate right. thing back full circle, by the way. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so, but I guess that's, you know, yeah. where the acting comes in. Um, but really good t- question. Yes. So, so, so the scary part was upstairs. Remember that, yeah. Lisa. Yeah. Um, Elsa, which I love that name, asks... Oh, now, now this is an interesting question, and I did mean to ask you this before. Um, how was Sasha Mitchell, who played James, um, like to work with in Dallas? I know he had, you know, a bit of a controversy uh, in his personal life, but he was very talented, and I know you did a lot of scenes with him. So I was just wondering, you know, and Miss Elsa was wondering what he was like to work with. I don't know about his controversy, so you'll have to fill me in later. But I'll tell you, shooting with him, he was a doll. He was a joy. He was very mild-mannered, laid back. And um, to be honest, when I first saw Step by Step, somebody said, oh, Sasha's in a sitcom. I was like, Sasha's in a sitcom. (laughs) I just, like, was, are we, my Sasha Mitchell? and he was he blew me away he's hilarious right cody i believe hilarious hilarious with patrick duffy which was great i'm sure he had something to do with getting him the audition so that was phenomenal yeah amazing and he was he was so great so i thought he was great on the show too so i'm glad to hear he was so easy to work with yeah very nice guy um so there you go um steve asks what oh this is interesting what were your thoughts of barbara eden returning to pair with larry on screen in 1991 in dallas i thought it was genius because i knew the show was on its way out right and i i thought that leonard katz was so smart to um reunite them and i was thrilled because i think i've said it before i i didn't watch dallas prior to my being on the show right i just was busy on friday nights it was high school and then college um so i was a larry hagman fan from i dream of genie love that show my i dream of genie fangirl was (laughs) when i heard barbara eden was coming on the show that is so cool. Did you ever meet her? At a- I didn't meet her. 
No. Okay. So there we go. I was gone. I was gone by then. Yeah, I remembered that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there you go, Steve. Um, this is, uh, there's clearly a fan out there. This one with the heading Dallas girl asks, were you ever pranked by Larry Hagman or Patrick Duffy? I'm sure you were because you alluded (laughs) every day. I swear to you almost every day. And, and, And I've been trying to think of like specifics and I think that so I mean, they just were goofing around. I mean, nothing, <laughs> I'm trying to, th- that's yeah. the thing. I don't think it was like some, like I wasn't traumatized by something. Right, it wasn't elaborate. Uh, it was just the way yeah. they were. It was like, you know, Larry would turn around in a serious scene and he'd have like, you know, <laughs> a straw sticking out of his nose. Or, <laughs> right. You know, just goofy stuff. And, right. Yes, and then the two of them together I mean, it was very hard sometimes to like not like I I re- remember like laughing so hard. I was crying and they're like, you're going to ruin your makeup. Or we're going to have to stop and start over. And I'm like, well, tell them to stop being so funny because I'm peeing my pants over here. I'm <laughs> so hard, you know, and then you have to turn around. And I swear my character was like, you know, crying every other scene or sad or, you know, so um Again, the challenge of acting through through the hilarity of of Larry and Patrick was was uh, was challenging. Yes. So there you go, Dallas girl. It was a daily occurrence on set. Daily. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the King of Horror asks, "Have you ever dressed up as Judy for Halloween?" Good question. I have not, and. <laughs> Um, my two of my co-stars, the beautiful and talented Linnea Quigley and Amelia Kincaid have, um, are, are always doing the horror conventions and now they each dress up as their characters from, um, Night of the Demons and make appearances and do photo ops and everything. And I love that. So they had suggested that you know, maybe I should get an Alice in Wonderland costume and um, join them. Oh, I think you should. It just makes me, like, laugh at the thought of of me, you know, the three of us in costume again. But, um, yeah. But they look so, gosh, it's so cute. And it's, like, and I know the fans absolutely love it. So, but, no, I have not. I do not have, and I didn't keep a costume. That's the other thing. I'm, right. What happened? Because I think I had a few of those because we had like a clean one and a dirty one, and then at the end a ripped and dirty one. And, <laughs> right. Um, and it's just like, oh man. Um, one of my fellow actors, Billy Gallo, he kept his um, his outfit that was he was impaled with a on a uh, gate offense. So a fence <laughs> right. was just sticking out of him. So he kept that that costume and um, wardrobe and it is to this day he's brought it out and it's like sticky, like the fake blood oh, is still God. like sticky. It's so gross. <laughs> right. I cannot believe it's not filled with mold. Because you can't really wash it or otherwise it, it'll go. It. Oh my God, no. No, no, no. And um, yeah, and I was like, oh, I'm so jealous. Why didn't I keep my outfit? <laughs> um, so. Well, that was yeah. also one of your early films, so you're probably thinking, oh, I can't do this. I can't keep yeah. anything. I get oh, it. No. <laughs> yeah, no, I got I got a little smarter on Dallas. I have a few, I have a few <laughs> Dallas things, so, yeah. I but remember that. <laughs> you know, and I don't think they're going to come looking, so I think you're good. Yeah, I'm good now. Yeah, I'm good. Maybe a few Cali esque things in the closet. Yeah. <laughs> Mara asks, I like this question. Were you using a real flamethrower in Night of the Demons? That is a good question. It was flame came out. We had um the fire experts and the actually fire department. So my portion where that was real flame, yes, 
Um, but I was totally safe because they um, actually lit a couple people on fire um, for the, the bur- who, who to whom I was burning. They actually lit on fire. So that was um, amazing. But my, I don't even remember. I don't think I felt like, like it was dangerous at all for what I was doing. Right. But, um, yeah. So but it was real. Yes, it was real flame. So there you go. Uh, Jane asks, who is on your bucket list of actors to work with? Oh, that's a good question. That's a hard one. Great. Oh my gosh. The, the list, um, the list, the list. Anybody stick out? Anybody that you know for Paul Rudd. There you go. That's a good one. Into my brain. I think he is hilarious. He is. Oh, I don't know. That's, um, oh my gosh. Meryl <laughs> Streep. There you go. I mean, Another good one. You know, I'm going to probably say all the, the classics, but, um, at this point I would work with anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that was the, just call me up and hire me. I, I think that was probably the best answer ever. Okay, good. I'll just go with that. Then. Anyone, please, anyone out there. Or Paul Rudd. Or Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Give her a call. Um, Renee asks what it was like visiting the city of Dallas for the first time after you made your debut on the show. Good question. Another good question. So how Dallas worked for the first 10 season, 11 seasons. One was, I think I was on, I started the 11th, 12th, 13th. Yeah. Yeah. You were right. My first year was the last year that they went to Dallas to film the start of the season. So every year they would start the season. Um, they'd go in September and say, I think we were there three months and they would shoot, you know, outside location things. And it would just, it was, and I was, I felt so lucky to have been able to be a part of that because the last two years we didn't go to Dallas. And so I had a feel for the city. It just made it so much more real for me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I just pinched myself and, um, and I, I think it's an amazing city and I'm so, yeah, I'm just so blessed and it just felt so special and, um, just really, really glad that I, I got to do that. And so we've, you know, filmed, out and about, but of course nobody knew who I was because the episodes didn't start airing. But I believe, if memory serves me, um, my episode aired, I think, right right when we were still there. And I went into a department store and I went up to the, I think it was a makeup counter. And anyway, the, the person was like, what are you, like, what are you doing here? Like, I like I was Callie and it was, it was, (laughs) it was very weird because it was like sort of my first time being recognized. And so that was, that was crazy. Did did you slip into your Callie accent? Oh, I'm sure I did. I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm I'm just shopping. What I, I told you this the first time you were on, but I think your accent was so authentic that I remember seeing an interview with you and going, wait a minute, she doesn't talk like that. <laughs> so oh it was so spot on. Thank you. You need to know that. that. I love that so much because that's me when I find out an actor, favorite actor, which is happening a lot lately. Right? Um, yeah. Like the, the, like the you, daughter on Yellowstone. Right? Oh my gosh. British. Right, I know that's what creeps. It flips. It totally blows my mind when they turn out. It winds up they're they're English. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, and actually, we're watching my. Uh, not this is us. I keep saying this is us. Apocalypse. Um, yeah. The Last of Us. And um, yeah, and you know, 
Pedro has his accent and Bella Ramsey has a British accent and it's just like, wow, <laughs> that's amazing to me. Having an English accent and then mastering an American accent is way more impressive than my Southern accent. I don't know. I'll, I bet here's where I'll argue with you because a lot of actors will slip into a Southern accent and it's so put on yours was genuinely authentic and it that's it really was i mean you were so good at that i just really want you to know that because it's so hard to master it where it's believable and not a caricature and that's what you yeah. did yours yeah, was that, believable really that's thank you that really means a lot <laughs> well, because it is a, a fear that you're gonna sound no not authentic and be like so thank you. Shows the depth of your talent, my friend. I will... Oh, the depth of my talent. So own it. That was sweet. <laughs> well, it's true. You can't see that I'm blushing over here. <laughs> uh, I'm glad here. that you are. Yes, the depth of my talent. Okay. So own it. Just own it. <laughs> so Ross asks what your experiences were working with. Well, this is a hard one because there's a, there's a lot of names here, but... Charlene Tilton, Ken Kershaw, and George Kennedy. Charlene, sweetie. There you go. Um, first person I kind of met, other than Larry, because I had uh, had a call back and I had met Larry um, in the makeup chair on day one in Dallas at the hotel that we all stayed in. And downstairs they had um, sort of the makeup rooms and um, Charlene comes in and I and I remember she was just coming back. Like she hadn't been on the show for a few years. And so we had a conversation about, you know, just coming back and I was coming on and um, just a doll. And I, yeah, to this day, she's one of my favorite people. I love her. And Kenny Kershaw, uh, amazing actor. Um, really was, yeah. Yeah, amazing. Such a good actor and a nice, such a nice man. And I'm so grateful. the The first uh, autograph signing show I ever did was um, like local here in Burbank, and it was sort of a Dallas reunion. And Kenny was there, and um, I just got to see him again. And yeah, so I'm so grateful for that. And he's just a doll. And uh, was it Howard or George? Uh, George George Kennedy. George Kennedy. Oh my God. Right? Like Cool Hand Luke? I could say the same thing about George that I would say about Howard. Such nice men. Um, legends. Hollywood legends. That's yeah. all I can say. I mean, Hollywood legends. And uh, thank goodness I was old enough to have, you know, known who they were. You know what I mean? Oh, I totally um, get appreciate, it. Appreciate the fact that they were, yeah. Totally understand that. Yeah. Um, this is interesting. Um, Ashley asked if Larry Hagman had any funny habits or rituals on set. Okay. <laughs> Larry had so many. Um, <laughs> all right. So, Larry. I like how there's a pause. That means there's a lot. You're like, okay, how do I... <laughs> I forgot to tell him that's that hilarious he talk on Sunday. So yeah, so then he thought he was maybe rude or he just did not understand what was going on. So yeah, I had to like oh my gosh, honey, I'm so sorry. Yeah, he doesn't talk. Um, he had he owned a chicken suit. Um, <laughs> that's the best the very first time he and his beautiful wife Mai took me to dinner when we were filming in Dallas we went to this fancy dinner uh, at the hotel that Larry was staying at which was different than where I was staying he had the chef he and I think he and Patrick had gone hunting right before we started shooting like the month before and um, 
we he had the chef cook quail that he shot <laughs> oh my um, gosh which was interesting and then larry because it was back in you know late 80s and you could still smoke in restaurants and somebody was smoking at the table next to us and he was a big anti ex ex smoker but he was an anti smoker and he had this little portable fan that he put on the table <laughs> and just aimed it directly at the person smoking <laughs> um what else can i say on set on set, he's just hilarious. And on set, you know, another thing that I don't think I'm, you know, saying anything private, but he, he, champagne was his favorite thing. And he, at lunchtime, at, you know, he yeah. had Patrick and myself in his trailer and we'd have lunch and, you know, he'd have. Maybe got giggly. Yeah, yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, he called it, he called it, he was pickled. <laughs> yeah. You know, not not drunk, not drunk at all. Right. Just a little pickled. Yeah. He loved his champagne. He was just feeling it a little bit. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> but but hilarious. I'm trying to think what else. Like if there's any sort of quirky things, I can't really remember. I don't think rituals like as far as preparing. Right. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything like that. But. Well, the Sunday thing was pretty good, so that's a good answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Bill asked how auditioning has changed from the eighties until now. And I mean, I remember from my days, I had the black and white headshots. So headshots alone have changed and now it's all digital and now you can audition online. So there's a lot of differences between from the eighties until now. Wouldn't you agree? Oh my gosh. It, it is. It is so far removed from what it w- was, and you just hit the whole. Yes, I was like, "Oh, headshots are color now." Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Nobody goes in anymore, and and I think this was happening before COVID, but now they've you know sort of kept it up. Yeah, everything is online. I mean, I think to me that's part of why I'm not just sort of jumping back so fast. I, mean, I get it. All, yeah, I got it okay, go get headshots. That's easy. Go get color headshots. I'd have to get new headshots anyway. It's been 30 years. But <laughs> the whole, like, self-tape. Oh, um, right. Who's going to read with me? Like, that's the other thing. Like, uh, my husband's going to read with me? You know, just find an actor friend? Okay. You know, can I go in and audition? I mean, I'd rather go in and right. audition in person. And I think that I'm there's something to be said for being in the room and being, you know, with, with the, I don't know. I think I get it. You know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. Part that is sort of, you know, not required of you to just, you know, do, do a self tape in your bathroom with, you know, your daughter reading her lines, (laughs) whatever, you know what I'm like? Oh, Um, so yeah, it's, it's crazy how it's changed. Well, if you ever need, just let me know, put me on speaker. I'll read lines for you. I really will. Please do. Okay. So I got you, Kathy. All right. I'm going to remember that. I'm going to hold you to that too. That sounds great. Remind me to send you my very first headshot later. You will laugh your ass off by the way. It is, it is my first headshot is awful. So. Is it? Well, that's good. Most, yeah, most people's are. I mean, it's like mine weren't so much better. Like it was, it was, it was okay, but I looked so sophisticated and I looked older than I was. So that's never a good thing. <laughs> right, right. I I know what you're saying. I know exactly what you're saying. Actually, it almost cost me my night at the demons roll. So. Oh wow! So I'm glad they they saw you in yeah. person. See, there, yeah. there you go. And that's what did it. That's what did it. So let's. Oh, this is an interesting one. Uh, Mike asks what your commute was like from set uh, while shooting Dallas. So that might be something, you know, a lot of people that aren't in the acting community are aware of. So what was your routine when you needed to shoot? I was the luckiest actress to get that that series because that series shot which is now sony but then it was called the lorimar lot Mm -hmm. 
and it is literally two miles from my house. Oh my God, that's amazing. Is that amazing? Now, some of the other shows I did, you know, like like sitcoms, you know, they were on the Warner Brothers lot in the Valley and Burbank. So I'm on the west side of Los Angeles, and there's the Sony lot, and then there's Fox, and I'm sort of in between the two. So um, those shoots are always the best because it's like, oh, yeah, I don't have to, you know, I don't have to leave that early, but um, – and then the rest, most of the, most of the studios are on the, on the Valley side. Right. Um, so yeah, I was pretty lucky cause you know, you have to, your call time could be 5am for hair and makeup or, you know, 6am. So, um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't so bad for me shooting <laughs> Dallas. Thank you very much. Did you ever go home between, between, uh, you know, between breaks? Yeah. You know what? <laughs> I, I'm sure I did. <laughs> you have to. to lunch sometimes right and then i yeah i think if i had a couple hours i would yeah i would definitely go home <laughs> <laughs> i don't blame you i would have done the same yeah. <laughs> um 80s fun asks what was your audition process for growing pains like <gasps> good question that makes me happy um <laughs> because I remember agonizing over what I was going to wear. And I remember wearing this because you want to feel good. You want to feel cute. You want to feel, you know. Yeah, sure. You know, confident. And so I wore, I I don't know, I don't remember any other, what I wore to any other audition. Well, actually, I take that back. But um, I wore this red and black striped kind of stretchy top doesn't matter i just remember that um the audition was in the valley and um and i remember because my character was supposed to have a a funny voice or some i can't remember what the description was but i knew she needed to sound funny um and so i came up with this voice and in the audition i remember them laughing when i started to talk which is huge that is what i needed to do so i was feeling very good about um leaving that you know sometimes after an audition you're like oh my god (laughs) i know that feeling and that felt really good and i i and i remember feeling like even if i don't get it that was the best that was the best feeling to have the room laugh so and then i got it so even better (laughs) Uh, that and and that was a two part so you were on you were shooting for a little while on that show and the funny thing is that was um supposed to be a one part and i seem to be really lucky i mean i don't think it started out my memory serves me that it started out as just one episode and then we stretched it out yeah Um, and why would they do that because of your talent thank you very much i just won that so much. Oh, here she goes. Took place at a dance. No, wasn't <laughs> you're me. too humble. The episode took place at a dance, and there was a lot of material there, and I think mm-hmm. that's why they stretched it out. But anyway, um, yeah. So I just was feeling very lucky because you get paid for two weeks of work. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there you go. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> you're like rent is fine. <laughs> at that time, you're like, okay, I got my rent. Yes, exactly. Oh, that's great. Um, Michaela asks if you've done a lot of theater work. I wish. I wish. Um, I did uh, some in high school and then in college. But after college, I came here started just like in an acting class for the first year before I started really working I mean I I um famously in my I think I've said this before I I got um I was so excited because I was cast in a play and it was um the glass menagerie by Tennessee Williams and I was playing the lead and I was so excited because I thought oh it's going to be an amazing 
you know, it could be an entree into, you know, eyes on me kind of thing, you know, you know, casting directors, I can invite casting directors, I can invite people to come see my work. And, um, but I got Dallas and I had to say no to, um, actually, did I get Dallas or did I get Night at the Demons? Now I want to say Night at the Demons. Wow. Look at that. Yeah. So I had to say no. Understandably. I had to go to to work and, you know, it was, I think, I think I I I want to say it was Dallas, but um, yeah. So, um, I would love, I would love to do some theater. Oh, you'd be so great. I mean, wow. it's just fun. It's just really fun. And just to work out, you know, just to have acting work out, you know, that's a great way to sort of get back on the horse, you know? Um, Oh, c- completely even acting class, just going back to class and doing scene work would be great. So, well, l- let me ask you. Let me follow up I'll on this question. Hold on, hold on. All right, <laughs> <laughs> it's on there. It's being jotted yeah. down right now. Um, piggybacking on that question, what would be if you were to do a theatrical performance? Do you prefer drama? Do you like comedy? Do you like what? 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 What do you gravitate toward? What? What gets your attention? I actually thought initially when I first moved here that I was going to do comedy and that would sort of be my lane, so to speak. But then, mm-hmm. you know, I did Dallas and I cried for most of three years. So, <laughs> uh, you know. But well, you were married to JR and he was cheating. So, JR, that's kind of what you do. <laughs> so, um, but as far as a play goes, I mean, I, I would, again, Sort of like, who would I want to work with? Anyone? Anything? (laughs) Any genre? I'm good. Yeah. I love that. You're just ready. (laughs) I'm ready. I'm ready. Anastasia, I like this question. Anastasia asks if we will ever see, and I think you will endorse this, a Judy Funko Pop. Oh. Somebody did a like a mock-up kind of I think it's like the Alice in Wonderland pop yeah pop, and sort of I don't know what they did but anyway it looked like it was a Judy one and I just it made me smile so hard I I just think that's that would be oh my gosh can you imagine having Funko pop I could you know what and I honestly believe that you could have two because you could have a Cali and you could have a Judy. I, I And I think they both merit that. I don't know if there's a market out there for that, but hey, I would love that. You'd be I surprised. I, I was so excited. There's um, a great company called Demonic Pinfestation. <laughs> two beautiful mother-daughter team that um, own it. I love them. And they made a Judy pin. And when they presented it to me, I just about started crying. I was so excited to have a Judy pin. So I am thrilled to have a Judy pin. And um, yeah, I know some of the, 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 from Night of the Demons, like the three main demons all have, um, oh, I can't remember what the name of the company was. It was in, uh, shoot. Anyway, in the horror community, this company does a lot of, dolls there's i can't remember what they're called dolls but anyway um so there there are some night of the demons memorabilia out there which i think is very cool and t-shirts company does um a lot of t-shirts anyway just very cool very very cool there it's definitely out there because i think i've even seen some stuff with you on etsy i believe so yeah, i think there's a there's a yeah well there's there's some amazing like you know artists out there fan art friday or whatever and it's been post there's been postings of of amazing artists and i'm so so honored and if i see something i try to like you know respond to them and say you know i mean i i yes i've been blown away at some stuff that um some artists have created so um to have your face on anything like that is just a real big honor. Well, you're a tattoo too, aren't you? I've seen. I am a there's tattoo. a Judy tattoo out there. There is. 
there, there is. <laughs> you know when somebody puts your face on your bot their body but you know yeah what was your reaction that's pretty epic well he had reached out and said um i i'm I have, I think he already had uh, Linnea quickly, one of the other actresses, um, a, a t- tattoo of her, and he had like said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna use this photo or something like that." So, and then he he went and did it and sent it to me. So yeah, it was very cool. <laughs> that is awesome. Very very cool. That is an yeah. indication, you know. You have made an impression on pop yeah. culture when you're a tattoo. Oh, wow. Well, at least for this 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 man, he... <laughs> yeah, Donnie, Donnie. Yes, it's, it's quite an honor to be <laughs> permanently inked on somebody's body. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dee asks if you, if you think Dallas would translate well into a theatrical film. I know... I think in the 90s they were thinking about that with John Travolta playing exactly. Larry, you know, Larry Hagman's role. Exactly, I heard the same thing back in the 90s. What, what do you think? Do you think I see I don't know either. Honest, I I think there's only one J.R. Ewing. I agree. Larry Hagman. I totally I'm agree. Sorry to all the actors that maybe could do it ish, but no. I I just I don't know, some things, I don't think you mess around with the Wizard of Oz, and I don't think you mess around with Larry playing JR. I could not agree with you more, especially like I can picture him delivering one of his quick one-liners as he's exiting a scene. You know, like nobody could do it like him. His little laugh, like he was just yeah, iconic. It's, you know, it's just one of those roles, just leave it alone. Yes, I agree. I also think... Dallas was so expansive. Like, how do you sum that up in two hours, in even three hours? I don't think you can do it. Yeah. I, I don't even know the storyline. Right. You're right. That would be concise enough to like, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't really make sense to me. No, me neither. And even I mean, I'd watch it if somebody did it, but yeah, I just, I say, leave that alone. And the bar would be high. You know, the bar would be very high. So it's like, I don't know, folks. Even when they did. I pity the actor that would try to take JR on. (laughs) Right? Really? Oh, God. Good luck with that. Yeah. Um, I, I know you've answered this before, but just to refresh people's minds, um, Kim asked what you thought of the Dallas relaunch and your cameo within the Dallas relaunch. And I will say to you, I remember thinking, well, they got that right when you did your cameo. Cause I was so happy to see Callie back on that show, because I think that was true to the story and the lineage of the show. Yes, I was, I was so honored and thrilled. And I, and I did talk about this before. I think you're right because my neighbor three doors down for 30 years with Cynthia Sidre. And so um, she definitely threw a neighborly bone my way by giving me the opportunity to come back. And, you know, I just had a few lines, but to, for Callie to be able to be there to, you know, say goodbye to JR, I thought was, was super, was super classy and, and I was very grateful for that opportunity, for sure. And just to see everybody, you know, I was recently asked, uh, how did, what was the mood like? How did it feel? And I said, it was so bittersweet. It's like literally, yeah. it was so great to see everyone. And it felt so good. I mean, I, I just felt like not that much time had passed. And we genuinely really love and loved each other. And, and so that felt so good. But... It just was like there was this void. Yeah. It wasn't there. So, um, yeah, but I was super honored. And uh, again, I did not watch the series. Yeah. So I can't comment on like what I thought of the series, but um, yeah, super grateful to be asked back. Well, I will just say, I think, I think you threw them a bone because I think your character needed 
to be on that. I will say that, and I mean that. I remember thinking, that was great. Callie needed to make an appearance. So I look at it that way. And uh, as the show itself, just from my perspective, I think it went off the rails a little bit toward the end, and some things, some characters were written sort of not true to themselves. So I think that's why probably the series never got, you know, renewed. Yeah. 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 It just, you know, Well, I've heard that from more than a number of people. Right. Right. You know, again, don't have firsthand knowledge, but yeah, I, I, I've, you're not the first person to tell me that. So, so there we are. There we are. Um, I have, I swear to God, I have about like, 20 more questions and we're almost out of time. So that means you're going to have to come back That's what I'm going to do. And I'm also going to put the word out next time. So then I will have about 200 more questions that I will have to siphon through, but very quickly before we go, where do people find you? If you want to be found. Come find me. Hello. I try not very good at it, but I started an Instagram at Kathy Podwell and a few years ago, and so I try to put just things, like I found some um, some fun, like behind the scenes pictures and my own personal pictures and stuff like that, so um, I don't post that often, so it's not a bombardment, but you can go check it out. Because she's busy. She's very busy. So remember that. (laughs) (laughs) And she's roller skating and she can't Instagram and roller skate. I am. I'm hip hopping. I'm roller skating. We'll leave it with that. We'll talk about hip hopping next time. We will. And there is a Kathy Podwell fan page on Facebook. So remember that. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. I almost forgot about my beautiful fan page that this sweetest man in the world started for me i'm sorry alan i was just thinking instagram but yeah oh yeah so it's on there go to facebook kathy hit eight thousand today of course you did because you're yeah so it's not it's not crazy crazy. people love you well i say you're crazy for not understanding how much people love you so that's it Thank you, honey. Thank you again for having me on. I, I love talking to you. Well, and your your audience has a very amazing, thoughtful questions. Um, some I've never been asked before. Most of them I've never been asked before. So that's that was really fun. Well, there are going to be a lot of excited people out there now that you said that. So that's going to spawn more questions for next time. So- <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> you heard it. <laughs> no, you time. weren't. No, you went with it. I was worried when you said you were putting it out there that I was not going to have answers. <laughs> no, and you know, and then what she could, you know, couldn't answer, she just thought of a lie, which was amazing. No, I'm kidding. She answered every question. <laughs> um, I'm going to ask you to hold on really quickly because I want to thank you off air. But Kathy, I love you. Thank you for doing this. And. For Kathy Podwell, this is Brian Hobson. We'll see you next week.